Welcome friends to another r slash nuclear revenge video. Things are about to go nuclear, so make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below and let's get into it. Our first story of the day is by Team Smeek. Treat me like a maid and threaten me? I'll just make you homeless. This isn't a fake story, I promise you, but this dragged over a number of months. Cast for this will be me, the one that should have known better, boyfriend, my lovable hero, F, old flatmate who's the spawn of Satan, FB, the spawn of Satan's playtoy landlord, isn't it obvious? So, I've known F for a number of years, and we had a good friendship up until a year ago. I was a hormonal young woman that wanted to have her own space, and F felt the same. So we put our money together and rented a flat. But when I say our money, I mean 70% mine and 30% hers. I didn't have a problem with it at first because I was just glad to not have my mom in my ear 24-7. I even paid for all the furniture in the flat just for everything to be broken, ripped, or messed up with food and cigarette butts. That comes later. I had boyfriends stay with me in my room, and it was amazing. And flatmate had flatmate's boyfriend stay with her. Now, boyfriend and I live in our own flat in a different city because crap hit the fan in more ways than one. Now I don't have a friend, but I'm better off that way because that was no friend. In the beginning, me and flatmate, friend, opened a joint account for bills and kept our separate accounts, so bills didn't fall on one person, which I come to find a few months later that when I got paid, end of the month, flatmate took the money from the account until their payday, which was on a set date every month. This led to unpaid bills and calls coming through to me from companies chasing for money. When I confronted Flatmate about it, they said they needed to travel, but I knew it was going to drugs for Flatmate and their boyfriend. They did some weird stuff. I know I should have known better and nipped it in the bud there and then, but no. Flatmate even begged me for money after taking money out of the account every month, and me being me, lent it to her. Flatmate paid nothing towards food shopping, but Flatmate and their boyfriend ate every last thing. If money wasn't an issue, cleanliness was. Plates, cups, and pots left all over the kitchen, and I was mismade expected to clean everything, which I did because I have OCD and can't stand mess. If you saw it, you'd understand. When I finally put my foot down, flatmate told me that my boyfriend left plates on the side too. Boyfriend laughed and told flatmate that his plates were on the side overnight. Hers were there for six days. Flatmate still took the piss and never cleaned up unless I said anything like I was her mother. After that, flatmate's boyfriend waited until my boyfriend left the flat to go to the shop and shouted at me, telling me to sort myself out before he does, blah blah blah, empty threats. Flatmate's boyfriend didn't realize I was on the phone to boyfriend and boyfriend came back to the flat. Before he got through the door, flatmate's boyfriend ran out, slamming my door and calling me a witch while running away like a wussy because he's scared of boyfriend. That's actually true, but it's too long to add. Bear in mind, boyfriend's like the big friendly giant. One day, flatmate and their boyfriend went away without a word, and flatmate had taken things from my room. My hair straightener, my jumper, and my brush. So I went into their room to retrieve them. The smell that hit my nose when I opened the door made me so angry, I don't know why, but immediately I got on the phone with the landlord. This is the revenge part. The landlord came over the next day while friend and their boyfriend were still out and saw the state that flatmate left the flat in. He was so livid he swore and apologized to me. He was sweet. 
but said he wanted to issue her a notice to leave the flat and gave me permission to stay. Although I was thankful of his generous offer, I didn't want to stay where I felt such bad energy. Before he issued the notice, I called boyfriend and asked him to arrange a removal van while I contact a storage company to rent a locker. I then dismantled and packed the furniture from the kitchen, bathroom, and living room, packed up the van, and kept my things safe. God knows Flatmate would have stolen them. When Flatmate and their boyfriend got back, Flatmate saw the notice and furniture gone. She got so mad she stormed out. The notice had mentioned that the cleanliness of the flat was disgusting. The loud music had been reported by neighbors. They had a boombox playing at anti-social hours. And smoking in the flat was not allowed, which Flatmate knew before signing the agreement. Flatmate never spoke a word to me after the notice was served and left the flat before the two months was up. The idiots left her bedroom windows open and tried to sneak in later that evening, but I shut them and made sure they were locked with the key. The door key was changed by the landlord immediately after flatmate and their boyfriend left. Me and my boyfriend stayed about a month later to make sure the flat was presentable to the new tenants before we moved on. We now live in a much nicer area and are trying for our first baby. Wish us luck. Oh, also, flatmate and their boyfriend broke up. I heard through the grapevine. Flatmate burned every last bridge with her family and even called my boyfriend for money. Thankfully, he didn't help her. We haven't heard a word from her since, and I couldn't be happier to be rid of that leech. Sorry if it seems so all over the place. Like I said, this happened about a year ago, and I've tried to forget the little details so I can move on with my life. But unfortunately, this really happened. If you don't believe me, that's up to you. So, if you had this go down, and it basically came out that you set in motion the chain of events that got them evicted, and they're the kind of people that were resorting to begging for money for drugs, would you try and move out and find a new place that they don't know about ASAP? Or with some good locks on the door, maybe some cameras, wouldn't bother you too much? Let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is by Can You Change Usernames? Paintballs. Not my story, but an old trucker who doesn't have Reddit. We got stuck at sea on a rescue boat yesterday and passed the time sharing pro-revenge stories, so, as told by him, I was a fuel trucker. Say that five times fast. I had a regular daily route in my state and would start just after 4pm so I was refilling the area's gas stations roughly after evening rush. This had me driving late into the night. In this one small town, it seemed like every night around 10, this jerk in a t-top would pass me on the road while pleasuring themselves. He always seemed to find me, pull up next to me on the highway, and try to get my attention before zipping off down the road. One week, I saw him three nights in a row at the same red light. It was the summer, so he had his roof down each time. Then I got an idea, a wonderful idea. When I got home, I gathered what I needed for my teenaged son's room and slept better than I had in weeks. The next night, as I drove through that small, rural, deep south town, sure enough, Mr. T-Top pulled up next to me and whacking it and giggling as he looked up at me, noticing that my window was down for the first time. Then he saw the paintball gun. My son was avid at the sport and had saved for a long time to buy this thing and modify it out for team and league stuff. My point is, it could shoot very, very fast. And I lit him up. The inside of his car, him and his, ahem, lap, were covered in green paint in about three seconds. I don't know how long it took him to get in gear and run that red light, 
but I was empty before he was out of the intersection. This is one of those situations that's so perfect because, despite OP doing that, they literally cannot report them to the police unless they want to get in trouble themselves. It would literally be a situation of, "Uh uh-huh, and so why do you have paint in that location? Like, they would have to somehow get through explaining that, that they were committing a very blatant case of public indecency. So run off home and hope you can get that green paint out of everywhere, car and person. This next story is by Alaska Guy, INDK. Teens threw eggs at our neighbor's houses, dented and broke a window on their truck. So in our neighborhood for years, teens would egg houses around October. It caused problems since in Alaska, it would be around freezing at that time and eggs would freeze to the house and wouldn't be able to be removed until spring. One year, me and my half-brother had gotten some paintball guns. They were awesome for little wars and playing around and having capture the flag matches. Well, some friends called our house a few days before Easter and said they just got egged. So me and my brother talked and decided to climb onto the garage roof with paintball guns and wait for the eggers. After about an hour or two of waiting on the roof in the freezing cold, negative 10, maybe negative 15 Fahrenheit, they finally pull up in front of our house. It's a nice Ford F-150 or something like that. Think cool kids truck. Three to five people in the bed of the truck start throwing eggs at our house. Me and my brother let loose. The sounds of paintballs pinging off metal and flesh was awesome. The ow, oh freak, ah, that came from the eggers was better. The back window breaking on the truck scared us though, so we hopped off the roof and hid the paintball guns. While breaking them down, we realized the paintballs had frozen in the cold, so that's why the window broke, in case the cops came. They never did. Nobody egged our neighborhood that I know of since. This is yet again another situation where they literally can't like report this to the police without that blatant precursor of, yeah, we were egging the person's house. Like, they probably very legitimately could get OP in trouble, maybe even for some serious charges considering those paintballs froze over, but they'd have to be willing to get in trouble a little bit themselves too. And our final story of the day is by the Foot 58. Manager thought my job role was unnecessary. Finds out the hard way, it wasn't. About 20 years ago, I was a sales engineer supporting sales reps at D-Bag Tech Company. A new sales manager joins the team. He was a former co-worker from a prior job, a petty little man. Prior, we were peers. Now, he was a manager over the sales reps I supported. I had a separate chain of command. He wasn't my manager, but he felt like he should be. He was resentful of the power that sales engineers in this new company had. In an attempt to show me up, he closed a very large deal with a banking company and did so without any involvement from the sales engineers, just one sales rep. He gloats about it publicly, talks about how we don't even need sales engineers, the whole nine yards. Later, the manager calls me in a panic and we talk with the customer. The sales rep and the rep sales manager totally messed things up and sold the customer an incompatible set of solutions. I say that the customer could exchange one bit of stuff for another bit of stuff, everything would work, and they're roughly the same price so nobody would lose any money. But the sales manager doesn't want to do it, because admitting he messed things up would make him look bad. And he witches at me for bringing up price because that's supposed to be the rep's job. He calls my boss and poops all over me. My boss took his side and poops all over me too. So I'm like, freak you, I quit. 
I sent a very lengthy, detailed letter to HR explaining how the sales rep messed up, lied to the customer, and how the sales manager and my boss tried to make me the scapegoat instead of trying to fix it, which would have been easy and made everyone happy. I move on, get a new job, do other things. At some point, I'm chatting with an old friend from DTC, and he mentions they messed up on a huge deal that they spent a year on. I'm still bitter about the D-bag sales rep manager and my jerk boss, so I post about it on a forum a bunch of investors use. The stock crashed $13 the next day. This will be important later. I find out ABC is suing DTC for freaking up the deal. The deal that the D-bag sales rep manager messed up and tried to pin on me. I reach out to ABC, send them a copy of the letter I sent to HR, in which I detailed precisely how badly DTC messed them over. I talk with one of their lawyers and he's very happy, especially the part of my letter where I describe how the sales rep lied to ABC. DTC subpoenas me for a deposition. I have to tell DTC's lawyers everything that I told ABC's lawyers. Lawyer stuff. The day before the deposition, DTC sues me directly. Remember DTC's stock crashing? They're suing me for bad-mouthing the company and attempting to short their stock, which I wasn't. However, there's a twist. Because DTC is suing me directly, I don't have to say crap to them at the deposition. Their preparation for the lawsuit goes completely out the window. They know they're freaked because they read the letter I sent HR, but they don't know how freaked because they don't know what else I know or what I've told ABC's lawyers. Additionally, because they never deposed me, they can't catch me contradicting myself between what I say at the deposition and at trial. They're dumbfounded. No idea how they could have messed up this badly. Turns out there were two legal teams, one defending against ABC's lawsuit and another trying to scare people away from talking crap about the company on the internet by indiscriminately suing their critics. They don't communicate with each other, and the one team didn't mention to the other team that they would be suing a key witness in their case. DTC settles the lawsuit with ABC, and they drop the lawsuit against me. And they fire the sales rep, the sales rep manager, and his manager too. Well, it sure was a costly and time-wasting experience, but they finally made the moves that they should have done to begin with, which is just get rid of all of those cancerous people. Guess they had to go through several extremely painful bouts to realize that though. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.